Now there were certain Greeks among those who were going up to worship at the feast, referring to the Passover. These therefore came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and began to ask him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip came and they told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains by itself alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world shall keep it to life eternal. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall my servant also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honour him. These Greeks who come to Jesus are God-fearers. They are people who are going to celebrate the Passover with the Jewish nation. They are people who have found that their gods, their myths, have no or give them no spiritual satisfaction whatsoever. And so they have turned and become converts to the Jewish faith. And in the midst of their preparations for Passover and as they move towards that great feast of the Jews, there comes this moment where they come to Philip, they come to Andrew, two of Jesus' disciples, and they request, we want to meet with Jesus, we want to see him. They don't want to have a look at him. I mean, they could see Jesus. What they're saying is we actually want to have an interview with him. We want to speak with him. And from the context of what is said, and particularly with Jesus' response, it's clear that what they want to talk to Jesus about is salvation. How can we know God? How can we have peace with God? What does it mean to be saved? And Jesus makes this incredible statement in John chapter 12. And I would like us to take this verse and, and use it as a platform for what we're going to talk about tomorrow at Good Friday and also on Easter Sunday as we focus on the death and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus makes this response. He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat, or actually it's quite interesting, literally it reads, unless the grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains by itself alone, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. What is Jesus saying? The moment that I came for, the very reason and purpose why God sent me into the world, that moment has come. And as these Greeks, these God-fearing Greeks who are not Jews, they're outside the Jewish nation, as they come to Jesus, you, you see that sense in which the whole world is now coming to Jesus. And they ask him a question. And the, the question, as we said, revolves around salvation. And Jesus says, my moment has come. The very moment that I was sent into the world has now come. This is why my father sent me. And he talks in terms of death. And he uses that illustration of his life being a seed that is sown. And the only way that that seed can produce fruit or can produce a harvest is it must, be, it must die and it must be buried. Effectively, what Jesus is saying is there will be no harvest of souls. There will be no people coming into relationship with God unless I die. It is the only way. It's what the Father has purposed. His purpose is for me to die. And then he makes that statement at the end. He now talks about 
what it means to follow him. I have come, I have to die, says Jesus. But notice what he says. He who loves his life loses it. And he who hates his life in this world shall keep it to life eternal. What is Jesus saying? This is a hard word. He's saying, if you want to be my follower, you have to be prepared to die. I have come to die. Now, that doesn't mean that you will die, but what he is effectively saying is you have to die to yourself. It's all, it's complete and total and utter commitment, says Jesus. I'm utterly committed, and if you want to follow me to be my disciple, you must be completely committed. And in some cases, for those who were listening, for some it was going to result in physical death. But Jesus says, there's no hope, there's no way around it. The only way that people can come into a right relationship with God is if I die. And if you want to follow me, you have to be committed completely, totally and utterly. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, we're remembering that tonight. It was in the context of a Passover feast that Jesus instituted what we call today communion, the Lord's Supper. He took the cup and he took the bread and as he took the bread, he said to his disciples, the bread represents my body, which is given for you. It became a symbol of the body of Christ crucified for the sin of the world. The wine that he took, he said, represents my blood, which is shed, it's poured out for you. The Bible tells us that it's through the blood of Jesus that we are cleansed from all of our sin. And so he took these two simple elements from uh, an every, or, uh, from an ordinary Passover feast and he instituted and gave it new meaning. And it's significant because the Passover feast, of course, represents the great deliverance of God, of his people from slavery. And here is Jesus who stands before his disciples and he is with us tonight reminding us that he is the great Passover lamb that when he sacrificed his life, when his body was crucified, when his blood was shed, he became the great Passover lamb that we might be set free from the slavery of sin. I'm going to ask you, we have two stations for communion tonight. You can come to the front to collect your elements or we have a station that is there just towards the back so you can choose either one to go to. Can I ask that... Uh, If you are unable to get up out of your seat, then please just raise your hand and we will make sure that somebody serves you and brings the elements to you. And as we move into this time of remembering what Christ has done in giving everything for us, uh, take the bread, eat that on your own, spend some time reflecting on what we have been talking about tonight and what Jesus has done for us, and then retain the cup and at the appropriate time in the service I will lead us together and we will drink the cup together as we prepare to take the elements I want to read the words of a song by Chris Tomlin just the chorus you'll be familiar with his song Oh the Wonderful Cross and it's a combination of the great old hymn When I Survey the Wondrous Cross but there's that wonderful chorus that he has Uh, included in it and I want to read those words because they just underscore what we have reminded ourselves of tonight Uh, allow these words to be a basis of reflection as you take the bread it reads oh the wonderful cross oh the wonderful cross bids me come and die and find that I may truly live oh the wonderful cross 
of the wonderful cross. All who gather here, by grace draw near and bless your name. We are here tonight, folks, because of the grace of God that has drawn us to Jesus. So please come forward and take the elements and then return to your seats. I'm going to pray and then you can come forward. Lord Jesus, you are the grain of wheat that was sown, that died in order that a great harvest of people would be brought to your Father and reconciled with him. Thank you that we have this opportunity tonight to reflect on that, to remember what you have done for us and that you also call us to follow you and to serve you in humble obedience to you as our Lord and Saviour. Bless our time together, we pray in your name. Amen. Please come forward and collect the elements. Before we drink the cup, I'm going to pray. So I invite you to pray with me. O Lord, the King of kings, who led and taught not as a mighty ruler, but as a servant leader, show us how to lead and live through love. Teach us how to love and serve others with a gracious and humble heart. Help us to always remember your words, being reminded that each time we come before your table to share in the cup and the bread. As we come before you to eat the bread and to drink the cup representing your salvation, may we recommit our hearts to serving you and leading through love. To you, O Lord, who are mighty to save, pour out your mercy and grace and lead us in your way. Amen. That brings our communion service to a close this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. We trust that you will be able to join us tomorrow at our Good Friday service, which is at 9am, and on our Easter Sunday service at 9.30am. We look forward to sharing with you over those two services. Let's pray, and as we go, may we know the Lord's blessing on us. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen.